Blog Talk Radio. out there listening has any idea or 
any understanding of anorexia nervosa and bulimia. I've had the pleasure, in one way of saying, I had the pleasure of working with people with this condition in the sense that I was able to see firsthand the struggle of the people that unfortunately have to deal with this condition. It's a very debilitating, it's, it's wrapped up with a lot of different things, and I hope to give you a lot of information today. So today, as I've done in other broadcasts, I would like to dedicate this broadcast to everyone who is listening that has either known somebody in their family or friends that have had uh, suffered this issue, anorexia nervosa or bulimia, and I want to dedicate it to the, the people that actually endure it every single day, that I hope you continue to fight and, and keep striving to get your condition under control. Okay, so what I want to do today is the first half, I want to talk about anorexia nervosa. I want to give you a small overview. I want to give you some symptoms of it. I want to give you some of the other aspects that, that surround this condition, which are the causes, risk factors, et cetera. I'd also like to thank Mayo Clinic for providing information for me that I'm giving you today because without information, folks, um, we can't understand things. So I really thank them for allowing me the opportunity by giving me this uh, ability to, to share with you today. So let's get to it. So right now with anorexia nervosa, there's many different treatments, but let's talk about what it is first. Anorexia nervosa is often called just anorexia. It's considered an eating disorder, which is characterized by a person having not only low body weight, an intense fear of gaining weight, and a distorted perception of their own body weight. Now, people with anorexia in the first place have a high value on controlling their weight and shape using, and I've seen it firsthand, extreme efforts to, to significantly interfere with activities in their lives. Now, to prevent weight gain or to continue losing weight, People with this condition usually severely restrict themselves in the amount of food that they ingest. They may control calorie intake by vomiting after eating or even misusing laxatives, diet aids, diuretics, or enemas. They may also try losing weight by exercising excessively. That is correct. Some people with anorexia often binge and purge, similar to those individuals who have bulimia nervosa, which we're going to talk about in the second half of the show. Now, while these individuals with bulimia typically are normal to above normal weight, no matter how weight loss is achieved, the person with anorexia has an intense fear of gaining weight. Now, anorexia isn't really about food, as might some of you think as you're listening. It's an unhealthy way that an individual tries to cope with emotional problems. When you have anorexia nervosa, you often equate thinness with self-worth. Let me just say that one more time. You often equate thinness with self-worth. Anorexia can be very difficult to overcome without proper treatment. So with treatment, you can gain a better sense, if you are that person, uh, of who you are by returning to healthier eating habits and reverse some of anorexia's serious complications. As we know, Karen Carpenter passed away from this condition. And it probably wasn't until she suffered from this condition that we as a as a citizen, would really know about this condition. So it's unfortunate that it took maybe somebody famous to really put that out there. So hopefully someone out there listening can understand this a little better and, and gain some value today. So the symptoms of this unfortunate condition are the following. The physical signs and symptoms of anorexia nervosa are related to starvation, but the disorder 
includes emotional and behavioral issues related to an unrealistic perception, as we once said, about body weight, an extremely strong fear of gaining weight or becoming fat. So they are extreme weight loss, thin appearance, abnormal blood counts, fatigue, insomnia, disease or fainting, bluish discoloration of the fingers, hair that thins out, breaks, or falls, soft, downy hair covering the body, absence of menstruation, constipation, dry or yellowish skin, intolerance of cold, irregular heart rhythms, low blood pressure, dehydration, osteoporosis, swelling of the arms and legs. Now let's talk a little bit about emotional and behavioral symptoms. Now the behavioral symptoms of anorexia nervosa may include the following and related to losing weight by either severely restricting food intake through dieting or fasting and may include excessive exercise involvement. Binging and self-induced vomiting to get rid of food may include use of laxatives, animals, diet aids, or herbal products. Other emotional and behavioral signs and symptoms may include the following. A preoccupation with food, a refusal to eat, a denial of hunger, fear of gaining weight, lying about how much food has been eaten, flat mood or lack of an emotion like a blunted affect, social withdrawal, irritability, a reduced interest in sexual relationships or in or interactions, depressed mood, thoughts of suicide. Now, you may ask, when is a person in need to see a doctor? Well, anorexia, like any other eating disorder, can take over your life. Unfortunately, many people with anorexia don't want treatment, at least initially in their first phases of the condition. Their desire to remain thin can override concerns about any health-related issues. If you or a loved one and you feel worried about this, urge them or now we're also urge the person, but also urge men too. Men can get this condition as well as bulimia. I'm going to speak about that in a little bit when I talk about bulimia and my workings with a gentleman that had bulimia when I worked in a mental health facility. If you're experiencing any of the problems listed above, or if you think you may have an eating disorder, get help. If you're hiding your anorexia from loved ones, try to find a confident person that you can talk to. Now, red flags out there to watch out for. It may be hard to notice signs and symptoms of anorexia because people often can disguise their thinness from these situations. And I'll show you. Skipping meals, making excuses for not eating, eating only a few certain safe foods, usually those low in fat and calories adopting a rigid meal or eating rituals such as spitting food out after chewing, cooking elaborate meals for others but refusing to eat, repeated weighing or measuring of themselves, frequent checking in the mirror for perceived flaws, complaining about being fat, not wanting to eat in public, calluses on their knuckles and eroding teeth if induced vomiting occurs, covering up layers of clothing. Now the causes, you may ask, what are the causes of anorexia nervosa as you're listening? Well, these are the causes. The exact cause of anorexia, uh, anorexia nervosa is not yet uh, is, uh, is unknown. As with many diseases, it's probably a combination of biological, psychological, and environmental factors, which is what I'm about to talk to you right now. But the biological part of it is anytime you hear about this, it may not yet be a clear gene that's involved, but there may be some genetic changes that make some people more vulnerable to the development of anorexia nervosa. Some people may have a genetic disposition or a tendency toward perfectionism, sensitivity, and perseverance, which are all traits related to anorexia. 
The psychological factors are the following. Some emotional characteristics may often contribute to anorexia. Young women may have obsessive-compulsive personality traits that make it easier to stick to strict diets and forgo food despite being hungry. They may have an extreme drive for perfectionism, causing them to think they're never thin enough, and they may have level, high levels of anxiety and restriction to eating or to reduce it. Environmental factors. Modern Western culture emphasizes thinness. You've seen it everywhere we look. There's some kind of advertisement about thin, but now suddenly at least we're having people that are considered plus women, which I don't like the term anyway. But anyway, women are now being uh, given the opportunity that are plus to say, hey, I'm beautiful too. So hopefully that will change some of our society's values on thinness and all that. Uh, peer pressure may help fuel this desire to be thin, particularly among young girls. I'm especially worried about that because I have two young girls myself. I have a 20-year-old and I have a 50 that yet, but, you know, I always make sure that they're not focused on those things. And I look for some red flags just like I spoke of. So let's talk about the risk factors before we hear some messages. Here, certain risk factors which increase the risk of anorexia are being female. Anorexia is more common in girls than women. However, boys and men, that's right, boys and men, you've heard it correctly, I'm saying something that's true, have been increasingly developing eating disorders and perhaps because of growing social pressures. Like I said before, I had a gentleman that I worked with that had bulimia. Now, the young age. Anorexia is more common among teenagers. Still, people of any age can develop this eating disorder, though it's rare in those over 40 years old. Teens may be more susceptible because of all the changes their bodies actually go through during the puberty stages. Now, they also may face increased peer pressure and be more sensitive to criticism or even casual comments about their weight or body shape. Genetics. Changes in certain genes may take place and give more susceptibility to anorexia. Family history. Those with first-degree relatives, a parent, sibling, or child who has disease have a much higher risk of anorexia. Weight changes. When people change weight on purpose or unintentionally, these changes may reinforce, reinforce by positive commitment or com excuse me, comments from others for losing weight or by negative remarks by gaining weight. Such changes in comments may trigger someone to start dieting to an extreme. Now, starvation and weight loss may change the way a brain can work and is, in, and is in, as vulnerable in an individual, which may perpetuate restrictive eating behaviors and make it difficult for the person to return to normal eating habits. Transitions, whether it's a new school, home, or job, a relationship breakup or a death or illness of a loved one, these things can change the emotional stress and increase the risk of anorexia in a person. Sports, work, and artistic activities, athletes, actors, dancers, and models are at high risk of anorexia. Coaches and parents may inadvertently raise the risk by suggesting young athletes must lose weight for a particular purpose. Media and society has been one of the biggest uh, unfortunate uh, factors in this sometimes. The media, such as TV and fashion magazines, frequently feature a, par a parade of skinny models and actors. These images may seem to equate thinness with success and popularity, of therefore causing the distortion in someone's behavior or perception of that issue. Complications of anorexia nervosa can have numerous complications. As it's most severe, it can be fatal. Death may occur suddenly, even when someone is not severely underweight. This may result from abnormal heart rhythm or an imbalance of electrolytes. Now, complications of anorexia include the following. Anemia, heart problems such as a mitral valve prolapse, abnormal heart rhythms or heart failure, bone loss, increasing risk of fractures later in life. In females, the absence of a menstruation. In males, decreased testosterone. 
gastrointestinal problems such as constipation, bloating, or nausea, electrolyte abnormalities such as low blood potassium, sodium, and chloride, kidney problems, and often suicide. If a person with anorexia becomes really malnourished, every organ in the body can be damaged, including the brain, heart, and kidneys. The damage may be not fully reversible, even with anorexia under control. The prevention, there's no guaranteed way to prevent anorexia nervosa, but primary care physicians um, look for early indicators and ask questions about people's eating habits. All right, folks, you've heard about anorexia nervosa. If, this is Victor Ruiz from Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. You're listening to the Blog Talk radio program, and it's live. So if you want to call in, don't hesitate to call ask questions or give some comments about what you've heard at 215-383-3984. That's, once again, 215-3984. All right. When we come back after the message, we'll take your calls if there is some, and we'll go into bulimia. Hi, my name is Mayim Bialik, and you probably know me from The Big Bang Theory, where I play neurobiologist Amy Farrah Fowler. Well, in real life, I'm actually a trained neuroscientist who spent seven years of my life working towards a PhD specializing in obsessive compulsive disorder. My research for my thesis confirmed a significant personal connection for me with OCD. OCD is real, as are anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. I know about those as well. I also know way too much about bipolar disorder, suicidal depression, and a host of other conditions I've come in close contact with in my life. But my interest and involvement in the world of mental illness didn't start in graduate school. I come from a family full of a phenomenal set of skills, and also a tremendous amount of struggle. Many in my family have lived with mental illness without help or support. As hard as it is to live with a mental health condition and not get help, it's also hard to love someone with a mental health condition when we don't know how to help. As I left my parents' home and went out into the world, I learned that people who struggle with mental health conditions are to be found in every corner of the globe, in every racial and ethnic group, and from poor and rich families alike. No family is immune from mental health conditions. And it's a rare and blessed gift to be able to get help when you or a loved one need it. I've turned to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, as a resource for myself and those I love for years. NAMI is a nonprofit organization whose goal it is to provide support and information to those living with mental health conditions or loving someone who's living with a mental health condition. NAMI does this through support groups, my personal favorite, fundraisers, public service announcements aimed to remove the stigma from mental illness, advocacy, and helplines to give you support if you or a loved one need it. It's not easy to talk about mental health conditions, but I know too many people I love who did not get help in time. And that's why I've chosen to speak out with NAMI and spread the message that I am stigma-free and everyone deserves to get the help and support they need. And NAMI can help you do that. Please consider being a part of NAMI's mission. As you all know, I've been a huge AdvoCare supporter for a long time. I've used AdvoCare products since 2002, my second year in the NFL. How time has flown by. Certainly, I can attribute a lot of my success around the AdvoCare products and around being part of Team AdvoCare. The motto at AdvoCare is we build champions. And certainly, I'm one of those individuals who's very self-motivated. And when it's all said and done, I want to be a part of a team that's a championship team. And I know I have that with the New Orleans Saints, and I certainly know I have that with the AdvoCare family as well. It's a great feeling and certainly a great opportunity to be the national spokesperson for AdvoCare. 
I take it as a great responsibility and certainly a great amount of pride, not only in representing the product and the AdvoCare name, but also the thousands of distributors who are working tirelessly every day to show the world what a great company AdvoCare is, what a great family it is, and obviously what a great product they provide. All right, we're back, and you're listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. Live talk radio program live. We're talking about anorexia nervosa and bulimia. But right now, let's see who we have here. Who, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with right now? Are you there? It's me. Hello, are you Sienna? there? Who I have the pleasure of speaking with? Hello? Who's on the phone? Hello? All right. Sorry about that, folks. We have some difficulties. Uh, sorry about that. Who called in? I don't know what's going on, but we'll um, we'll fix it up if if we can either before the end of the show. Try calling again. If not, uh, please call back next week, and I will uh, fix whatever is going on right now. I apologize. All right. So hope everybody is uh, enjoying the program and getting some value. We've talked about anorexia nervosa. Now let's talk about bulimia. That's the other condition I was telling you about. And let's talk about some of the overviews about this. Now, a bulimia is a serious and potentially life-threatening eating disorder. People with bulimia may secretly binge and eat large amounts of food and then purge to try to get rid of the extra calories in an unhealthy way. For example, someone with bulimia may force vomiting or engage in excessive exercise. Sometimes people purge after eating only a small snack or normal-sized meal. Now, bulimia is categorized in two ways, purging bulimia which is your regularly self-inducing vomiting or misusing laxatives, diuretics, or enemas after binging. And then we have what's called non-purging bulimia, and you use other methods to rid yourself of calories, prevent gain, uh, weight gain, such as fasting and strict dieting. Now let's look at the symptoms of bulimia. The symptoms include the following. Being preoccupied with your body shape and weight, living in fear or gaining weight, feeling that you can't control your eating behavior, eating until the point of discomfort or pain, eating much more food in a binge episode than in normal meals or snacks, forcing yourself to vomit or exercise too much to keep from gaining weight after binging, misusing laxatives, diuretics, or enemas after eating, restricting calories or avoiding certain foods between binges, using dietary supplements or herbal products excessively for weight loss. Now, when should a person see a doctor? Well, if you, have a, if you have any bulimia symptoms, you should seek medical attention immediately. If left untreated, bulimia can severely impact your health. <coughs> Excuse me. So a person should definitely talk to their primary care provider or a mental health professional about their bulimia symptoms and feelings. If you're reluctant to seek treatment, can find someone about your going, what you're going through, and whether it's a friend or a loved one, a teacher, a faith leader, or someone else you trust, he or she can help you take the first steps necessary to help you get into treatment. Helping a loved one with bulimia. Well, because most people believe they're normal weight or slightly overweight, it may not be apparent to others that something is wrong. Red flags that family and friends may not, um, not include are the following. Not wanting to eat in public or in front of others. Going to the bathroom right after eating during meals. Exercising too much. Having sores, scars, or calluses on the knuckles or hands having damaged teeth and gums. Now, the causes are the following. The exact cause of bulimia is unknown. And 
there are many factors that could play a role in the development of eating disorders. Now, the other issues are being female. Girls and women are more likely to have bulimia than boys and men are. But like I said before, there are times where men can have this condition. Age. Bulimia often begins in the late teens or early adulthood. Biology. People with first-degree relatives, siblings, parents, or children with eating disorders may be more likely to develop an eating disorder, suggesting there may be a possible genetic link. It's also possible that a deficiency in the brain chemical serotonin may play a role, and being overweight as a child or teen may increase this risk. Psychological and emotional issues. Psychological and emotional problems such as Anxiety disorder or low self-esteem can contribute to eating disorders, which triggers changing behavior and includes stress, body, uh, poor body self-image, food, restrictive dieting, or boredom. Now, media and social pressures. The media, such as TV and fashion magazines, as we said earlier, also frequently feature a parade of skinny models and actors, and these images seem to equate thinness, like we said before, with success and popularity. Whether the media merely reflect social values or actually drive them isn't clear. Sports, work, or artistic pressures, athletes, actors, dancers, and models are at a higher risk of eating disorders. Coaches and their parents may inadvertently raise the risk by encouraging young athletes to lose weight, maintain a low weight, or restrict eating for better performances. The complications due to bulimia. Dehydration, which can lead to major medical problems such as kidney failure. Heart problems such as an irregular heartbeat or heart failure. Severe tooth decay and gum disease. Absent or irregular periods in females. Digestive problems and possibly dependence on laxatives to have bowel movements. Anxiety and depression may occur. A misuse of alcohol or drugs. Suicide. How do we prevent this? Well, there's no sure way to prevent bulimia as it was for anorexia nervosa. But you can steer someone towards a healthier path by seeking professional treatment for them and explaining the importance of doing so. Foster and reinforce a healthier body image in your children or the people that you're talking to, no matter what size or shape they may be. Talk with, if they're a child, with a pediatrician, so that the pediatrician has a good position and is able to identify the early indicators or early factors which may be causing the eating disorder and help prevent its development further. If you notice a relative or friend who seems to have food issues that could lead to or indicate an eating disorder, consider a support group, consider talking to a professional about these issues. Okay, so I hope everyone has gotten real value with this today. And what I want to tell you real quick is I have a giveaway. Those of you who are listening to the broadcast, what I want to do is give you a giveaway. I want to give you an Impact Magazine from my business, a free download of a recording I did that's called Stages of Change, a wristband from the business, and a coaching session of 30 minutes in length if you so choose to do it. Now, the way you enter is this. You basically answer these questions, and you submit to me in my email these answers. And if you are the first five that do this successfully, we'll get everything that I just spoke of. So this is the question. The number one question is, what company does Drew Brees endorse? It just was in my commercial. Number two, what did... He become, when did he become the company's endorser? What year did he become the company's endorser? What products does he have that are named after him? How many principles 
do I speak of in my episode 38 when I talked about personal achievement. Check out that episode. I talk about the number of principles that Brian Tracy talks about when trying to get personal achievement done. And I would love for everyone to please follow this show and share it with others. And if you can, go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash getting healthy today. And to reach me, you want to go to vruiz at comcast.net to enter this giveaway. Also, check out my link, bit.ly forward slash 2G, capital H, lowercase i, capital R, lowercase W, capital T. That gets you right to my site. All right, everybody. I apologize for the phone caller. Um, we didn't have time right now, but if you call, uh, we'll get to you next time. There is some complications with the uh, broadcast today and getting the phone call. I have to check that out. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the broadcast. Oh, don't forget, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel uh, named Getting Healthy Today. And don't forget on my Facebook profile, Victor Tomas Ruiz, I have a Facebook Live presentation tonight at 8 o'clock. That's right. I'm sorry, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock tonight. And it's about personal achievement. And don't forget to check out episode 38 on the same title, Personal Achievement. All right, everybody, have a great day. And it's been wonderful uh, being with you today. Have a wonderful weekend and enjoy your day.